Hello, it's David here. There's a lot of information and misinformation about COVID-19 going around, which is why we're now dedicating the Leader podcast entirely to coverage of the infection. And the Evening Standard is with you in this crisis, so please do check out the newspaper or standard.co.uk for more on any of the stories we're covering. And you can share the podcast through your provider so more people know how to get our news, commentary and analysis. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the leader, Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Criminals in London are finding self-isolations, leaving them nowhere to hide from police. There have been 671 arrests. 2,300 weapon sweeps. There have also been 65 premises that were searched um, and they actually found a cannabis factory as well. Our crime correspondent Anthony France says the Met's cleaning up thanks to coronavirus. Also, use the plague protection oil for protection from coronavirus. You know, he says these three special ingredients when used together to the cedar wood hyssop and scarlet yarn he claims that they act like an invisible barrier to the powers of dark. The Evening Standard's Liam Coleman on the London church leader offering divine plague protection for £91 per kit and... I tuned into a group called the Sofa Singers, which has been very popular all around the world. Katie Strick on the online choirs and quizzes that are taking over our living rooms. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, how Scotland Yard's using self-isolation to its advantage. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We've seen roadblocks at tourist attractions. We've seen waters coloured with dye to put people off swimming. We've seen drones used to record those taking a walk in a time of self-isolation. Some police forces are being criticised for overdoing it during this lockdown period in the UK. But our editorial column says the country's officers are doing a good job, with some exceptions. Under the cover of coronavirus, Hungary's Prime Minister has just taken on the power to rule the country by decree, indefinitely. He can bypass the parliament on any law. By contrast, in Britain, 
Concern about excessive state action has involved a failed attempt by a handful of councils to stop corner shops selling chocolate Easter eggs and a minor police force which stupidly used a drone to film walkers on a hillside. Despite the emergency legislation passed by MPs, Britain has not become a police state. Freedoms have been restricted, but liberty has not ended. The police need to respect this balance. Most forces are doing so. Asking people to stand further apart to limit the spread of infection is wise. Summonising people to court for offences such as going out for a drive due to boredom, as police in Warrington have boasted of doing, is shocking. It is an attempt to give people criminal records for what is at most antisocial behaviour. The government has issued important guidance on how we should behave. It has not made breaking these rules a criminal act, and nor should it. But what about the criminals? How are they operating during self-isolation? Well, our crime correspondent Anthony France has been talking to the Met Police, and Anthony, officers in London seem to have been working pretty hard. They certainly have. Um, they have taken full advantage of the uh, lockdown uh, to go out and arrest uh, wanted criminals um, in London. Um, there are more than 671 um, suspects who've been arrested in the last week. Um, they're wanted for things like robbery, carrying knives and dealing drugs. There have been 2,300 weapon sweeps, uh, 91 knives have been recovered, uh, 80 other weapons. Um, and there have also been 65 premises that were searched um, and they actually found a cannabis factory as well. So if anyone thought, oh, the Met's going to be busy during this virus lockdown, I'm going to be OK, that's not the case at all, is it? At a time when, um, you know, the, the, you know the, their focus is also on the pandemic um, as well as fighting crime. Uh, they've very much said that if anybody thought that they were going to go soft on them, they're certainly not. Um, they've um, gone out, uh, they've targeted uh, people, you know, what, what they call the most, the people with the most high harm criminals um, in London, and they've had spectacular results. Yeah, I guess from a resourcing point of view, the Met's going to be really stretched because of the lockdown restrictions. So being able to have some kind of advantage must be quite a relief for them. I think it is, yeah. Um, and I think uh, also, um, you know, it, it's very much uh, to reassure the community who might see uh, other um, other jobs where, where they've been hit by sickness to think that, um, you know, the police are really going back and fighting back. Has coronavirus affected the numbers of police available to the Met just now? Yeah, so um, about a week ago, we saw about one in five officers um, who were either um, had been infected by uh, coronavirus or were self-isolating. And what we're seeing is after that week is, although there was one in five, we're now seeing people sort of slowly returning. Uh, but but we're, we're about, it's about one in five officers who are off at the moment. Um, so, but with that, we've had a reduction, a huge reduction in crime because obviously more people are at home. Um, and as a result of that, they are, you know, they are coping very well um, because of that reduction in crime. In terms of the lockdown, other forces have been criticised recently for, for coming down 
apparently quite hard on people breaking restrictions. Yes, well, of course, uh, the introduction of the new law last week, and, you know, you will see some people, um, you know, who will be overzealous. Um, but I think very much what the commissioner has been saying is that we should have the law there, but we should also try and educate and convince people to do something rather than going out, handing out fines, um, you know, and, um, you know, for in, the, in the case of um, Neil Kinnock's son who went to go and visit his parents, you know, shaming them on social media. How has uh, the, the lockdown gone in London so far? Do people seem to be complying with it? Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there was an incident last week in uh, Shepherd's Bush uh, where there was um, some bun- sunbathers who had gathered uh, and the police went with a loud hailer um, and moved them on. And we also had a very particularly nasty incident on um, Saturday in the Seven Sisters Road um, in London where a man was tasered um, after he spat at uh, firearms officers who were sat in a car. So, I mean, these are the sort of examples we're getting from London, but they, I, I, I think most people would say that they were proportionate responses. But I believe that now very much, I mean, I, I've seen some pictures of central London today at Chiswick Park Station and, you know, where it's absolutely deserted, you know, just one or two people. Um, so, yes, I think um, it, it, as far as London is concerned, I think people are observing uh, the lockdown um you know and um hopefully with a bit of luck that will see the infection rates go down as a result next so he last night said to me that yeah thousands of people have already bought this kit but there's no kind of feedback as such at the moment as he said but yeah we sold a lot of them liam coleman tells us about the so-called coronavirus cures being sold at high prices There is no cure for coronavirus. The only way to minimise your risk of catching it is to self-isolate and wash your hands. If you do get it, most people will suffer a mild illness. If your symptoms are serious, contact the NHS. That's the advice everyone's getting, but it's not stopping some trying to take advantage. The Evening Standard's Liam Coleman has found a London church leader selling a divine plague protection kit to his followers. Bishop Clymer Wiseman leads the Kingdom Church in Camberwell. And Liam joins me now from his home over Zoom. What's being offered here? It's a kit that contains a divine plague protection oil, um, scarlet yarn, and something called the Seed of Divine Protection. Um, so this is something that he's selling on his blog and on his website. It says here, he says, use the plague protection oil for protection from coronavirus. You know, he says these three special ingredients when used together, so the cedar wood, hyssop and scarlet yarn, he claims that they act like an invisible barrier to the powers of darkness. And it's something similar to essentially what he's claiming is, is what happened with the Israelites in Passover, where he's saying that if someone will wear the scarlet yarn and use the oil and the seed of protection together, in a similar way to that the Israelites would use a hyssop and cedar wood to paint across their doors to, you know, to stop the plagues coming. How much is he charging for this? He's charging £91 for the kit with the three items. I said to him, I was like, look, I mean, your kit is essentially, it's hyssop, cedar wood and a bit of oil. You know, £91 is a lot of money to pay for, you know, a bit of oil, a flour and a, and a bit of red yarn. I said to him, you know, well, 
why is it so expensive? And he claims that um, the materials are hard to combine. Essentially, the, we don't make any profit from this. It's just for postage and cost of materials. Hard to believe that, but you know, if that's what he's saying, that's what he's saying. And does he say if he's sold any? I asked him that. I said, you know, look, is this something that you've had one or two people just get in touch with about? And just to show a sign of how popular he is, to be honest, he has around about 750,000 people follow him on his YouTube channel. You know, so it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people kind of follow him for, you know, for his words, for his prayers, for, for whatever. So he last night said to me that, yeah, thousands of people have already bought this kit. But there's no kind of feedback as such at the moment, as he said, is this, is, is, is this stopping the coronavirus? But yeah, he sold a lot of them. Coronavirus does have a lot of people all around the world really scared right now. And there will be some people, some of them very desperate to do anything to avoid getting this disease. Yeah, there, there will be. And, and this, this is the, the frightening part of it, is that you know, there will be people out there who will be very desperate and they will read what they read on the news and they'll, they'll want some form of... They just want help in one way or another, essentially. You know, they might be struggling with any of the, the mild symptoms or, or anything to do with that, but they are going to be worried a lot. So we spoke to um, Imran Ahmed, basically the CEO of the Centre for Counter and Digital Hate, their research online misinformation about COVID-19 and about coronavirus. And he basically said that look, coronavirus has exposed the danger of false cures, which can directly harm users or give them false confidence that endangers us all. Modern hoaxes are a sophisticated combination of misinformation and conspiracism spread through social media to draw people into their clutches where they are then sold false promises. And basically, as you know, anyone else would recommend. If you see anyone claiming to have found a cure, prevention or treatment, please ignore it and instead seek official advice and guidance from the NHS and government. And that's the best thing to do. You can read more on Liam's story at standard.co.uk. The NHS advice is to stay at home, wash your hands and call 111 if you need more help. Now. It'll be a while before you hear a choir in full swing again, but that doesn't mean there aren't groups still going. Through online meetups, people are enjoying singing with total strangers, in some cases hundreds of them at the same time. The Evening Standard's Katie Strick's been joining in, and she joins me now over Zoom. Katie, a lot of us are still just sitting around on our sofas, but you've been singing on yours. Yeah, I seem to have found myself singing on my sofa most evenings in the last week, as it happens. Last Tuesday was the first time. I tuned into um, a group called the Sofa Singers, which has been very popular all around the world. Um, and I heard of, that was the first virtual choir I heard of. They have 500 people on Zoom every week and I was lucky enough to get one of those places. Oh, 10,000 people tried to get a place for the first rehearsal. So it's hot property. It's like the next Glastonbury sign up. Okay. Uh, so you can kind of choose which part you sing. I can see there's a few of you who are in one, uh, twos, threes and fours or whatever. Please make your own sofa choir. So I got one of those places and I made 499 other Zoom friends that evening singing Bob Marley. Chorus, don't worry about a thing Because every little thing is going to be all right 
do you actually feel like part of something if you've got that many people there does it feel like you're making a human connection that was my biggest question going in i was skeptical but you know what scrolling through the pages of zoom you've got such an insight into different people's homes you could see families in their homes in connecticut you could see a lady walking her dog on the beach in mexico people all around the world who'd kind of stopped to share in this experience. And what was so great is that the conductor, James, actually takes time to have a bit of an open mic session halfway through. So he zooms into different people. You know, a guy in um, America gave us a lovely solo on his guitar. A girl in St. Albans sang Lean On Me to us. So you do, you do get that kind of personal, intimate feel that I wasn't sure you would have. But what does it sound like when you've got 500 people? How does that work? What James, the conductor, is very sensible to do is he keeps it muted for the majority of the rehearsal because it would just sound absolutely crazy otherwise, um, especially with internet delays and things. But occasionally throughout the rehearsal, he clicks unmute and you just get this huge roar of people, whether everyone's cheering or clapping after someone's performed, whereas there are other choirs that do it differently, like Gareth Malone's. Um, He does a rehearsal every day at 5.30, just after Boris, on YouTube. And the difference there is you can't see everyone else in the choir. You can only see him in his living room. But his plan at the end of all of this is to ask everyone to send in a video recording of themselves singing at home. And his clever team are going to stitch them all together to make one recording, apparently. So I'm very much looking forward to hearing that. The last time I sang anything, and this is absolutely true, my cat smacked me in the face with a ball. So I think, I don't think singing in choirs is for me. Is there anything else out there? (laughs) There is a lot. There are a lot of other musical activities too. I've heard of um, my local church was advertising that they're now doing an even song on Zoom every week. One company I spoke to are doing a Zoom silent disco. But if you're not so musical, I know that Zoom quizzes are very popular among my friends. And there are lots of organised virtual events too. So there's um, a huge pub that's been going on Zoom called the Corona Pub, which is just a good way to meet people and have a drink. Instead of going to the bar, you just go to your own fridge. There are film nights on Netflix Party, this new app where you can watch, in inverted commas, film with other people. And there are lots of um, big names doing things too. Grace and Perry, Noel Fielding are both doing arty things, whether it's art classes or an online art gallery. Jamie Oliver is hosting cooking shows. There's certainly no excuse for sitting around your sofa doing nothing. Why are these things so important, Katie? Why are they so popular? Why do people need to, to, to meet other people? I think it's a really good point. And certainly having been living alone for the last just over a week now myself, it's the only way you can stay sane really. Something about seeing people through a screen, whether it's just someone on YouTube on their own in their kitchen giving you a cookery class, or whether it's seeing 500 other faces over Zoom, there is just something about connecting and seeing faces. Psychologists have said it too, that's what really helps you feel less alone in this strange time. And I think people know it's gonna be a long time that we're gonna be like this. So it's important to establish those routines early start meeting new people and actually that could be a real positive that people take from this whole isolation period let's get together and feel let's see those hearts everybody And that's the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Subscribe through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.